Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Paul. And we're going to challenge you to transform your financial future through the principles of the most profitable business in the world, banking. We believe everyone should be involved in two businesses, the business that you're in and the banking business. Everyday people can replicate what bankers have been doing for centuries to leverage capital and build wealth through private lending. Join us as we uncover the truths about money, expose lies and myths, and flip conventional financial advice on its head. Here we go. All right, Paul, welcome back. You got a little band on your arm there. What do you got a Band-Aid on your arm? What's that? Um, it's some of that blue, like instant ace bandage stuff. So I just donated blood at my kid's school. And I did something new today. I gave two pints. They use like this machine to like recirculate and they put like basically electrolytes back in your body or, or, or saline solution with some other crap. Um, so you you walk out of there with with the volume of fluid you came in with, um, but you, you don't have all the red blood cells that you that you once had. So that's pretty cool. All right. Well, so then you have no excuses if you have brain fog or something today. So you. Yeah. So if I seem a little bit off, well, even at 50 percent, I mean, I'm still twice the normal man. So you're you're twice the man I am at 50. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, let's get going, man. We got a lot to talk about today. Today, this is a topic you and I have discussed in length before, and it's something that you and I have both participated in before, before we found what we consider to be a much better way to do this. And today we're talking about the five two nine college savings plan. And I'm putting air quotes around the word savings. And we'll talk about that. So the 529 plan, many of you are familiar. It's a it's a way to save for college for your kids. It's, it's one of the only advertised ways to put away money to you know grow that those college funds in order to be able to take them out tax free for qualified college expenses down the road. Sounds like a great idea on the face uh, on face value, like like anything. Um, but we're going to dive into it a little bit today and and kind of go into our story. So, Paul, why don't you start with your your quick background? You you had a five two nine plan. Yeah, we sure did. Each each of our kids had one. And um, so we opened them up after they were born. You know, we were with a certain brokerage at that point and they said, hey, this is what you should do for college savings. Great. Looks great on the surface and carried those things from, you know, from 2010 to 2018. And um and then cashed them out. Actually. What happened in 2018? So in 2018, I discovered the infinite banking concept and dividend paying whole life. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank, thank you, David. You're welcome. So, so basically, you know, in a nutshell, I discovered a better way or a better place, a better process, a better product to save for well, for really anything, but especially college. Okay. Good. So let's dive into this. And at, at the beginning, I, I call that a college savings plan. And that really triggers me. So you and I talk about trigger warnings all the time. Trigger warning savings. When I, you know, I search the sec.gov site, I search FINRA to research 529 plan before this episode. And they both allude to the person funding those policies as savers. They call you a saver. You're putting, you're saving money for college. You're putting it into a savings plan. There's a difference between savings and investing. Savings, why, why would they say savings versus investment plan or calling you an investor? I think savings sounds safe. Exactly. It's safe. When you think saving, you think my money is somewhere safe. It's not going to lose. I'm not going to lose any of it. And it's going to be there when I need it. Okay. Well, that's false. This is not a savings plan. It is an investment plan. Uh, a savings plan... Well, so it's an investment plan. Investment involves risk and risk is, you know, loss of capital. You know, what's your probability of loss? So there is 
a probability to lose money in these plans um, over the long term. Maybe, maybe not. Um, maybe depending on when you need to get that money out. Like right now, if you're if your child just started college last year and you're using those funds right now to pay tuition and fees and all that, you may be taking money out of a plan that just lost 16% or more of its value. So savings and investment, two different things. And always keep that in mind when you listen to the financial industry say the word savings. Ask yourself, is that truly savings? Okay, off of that soapbox. You know, we could line these two things. We could line up infinite banking on one column and 529 plans on the other. And we can just knock these out. So what can that money be used for, Paul, for uh, in your 529 plan? Yeah. So generally speaking, and I, I think, you know, you can you can Google any kind of article on the 529 and there's some I think what is it's college savings dot com or something that's, you know, some third party. We'll put some but links that, in the show notes. I'll put the SEC and the FINRA links in there that actually do a pretty good job of not just blasting all the good, the highlights, but also exposing some of the things that you need to consider. Yeah. So broadly speaking, the college savings money that's in a 529 plan can only be used for educational type expenses, either higher education. And I think there's some like parochial slash private school uses as well. There's some uses for supplies and some, you know, some cases, maybe some software that you need for school or some uh, maybe a computer, I think, you know, if you needed to purchase one. So there's there's and those are that's those are some recent changes that you can use it for other than tuition. Mm-hmm. Other than maybe some room and board use, if there's is some um, use, use usage there. So, but generally speaking, it's for educational type expenses only. So this this money that you've put in here has one use. Okay. So in one word, tell me, tell us what can you use the cash value built up inside your your specially designed dividend paying whole life plan for? Anything. Anything. Okay. Good. <laughs> Next, um, when when you access this money inside your 529 plan, you have to access it just like any qualified plan. They give you a range like these are the, the times that you can touch this money without a penalty. And right. those times when you have a 529 plan are going to be when you're using those to pay for a qualified educational expense. And qualified is a very that's a very specific term that needs to be researched and understood by anybody who owns one of these plans before they take those out, because the withdrawal and the tax rules can be very strict, very complicated and very confusing. So you need to really do your homework and then you have to keep really good records of what that that expense is used for. Kind of like an HSA account. If you have a health savings account, um, you got to keep really good records so you don't get don't get hammered with taxes for not keeping good records. Are there any penalties for pulling money out of your infinite banking, your whole life plan? No, there's no No. penalties at all. And it's not a taxable event. I will. I want to add this, Dave, to what you just said is that um, people think that they're they're perhaps simplifying their college saving strategy or simplifying their overall financial world by, hey, this is a dedicated thing I'm doing for college savings. But when you look through the 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 loop the the loops you got to jump through the hoop you, excuse me the hoops you got to jump through to like access the money to account for what's taxable or maybe what's not what what is not taxable what's an educational expense what is not an educational expense did the government just change the rules did the state government just change the rules it it the difference it is, is not simple using it for college or vocational or tech school right there's there's it, a difference in what can be a qualified expense yeah right so it, it's just not it's not a a product that that is going to simplify your life yep true yeah it, it certainly won't simplify it um Good. Okay. So what about 
uh, FAFSA, F-A-F-S-A. So that's the like financial aid. When, yeah. when your student goes and maybe many of you listening have done this, uh, I didn't, I went to a university that, you know, we'll get into ways you can get to college for free. And one of those is to go to a service academy. Uh, but I, so I didn't apply for, for student aid. However, when you apply for student aid, one of the things they make you reveal is, do you have a college savings plan, a five to nine or some other form of college savings? And if you do, then your amount of aid is going to be reduced because they said, you, hey, congratulations, you did a good job planning. Now we're going to penalize you for doing a good job planning for your future. So we're going to reduce the amount of aid we're willing to give you. Right. I remember going through this with my parents back in the late in the late nineties. And, you know, we were not, we're not, we weren't a wealthy family. And, uh, my parents were super surprised. Oh, well, we don't really qualify for anything (laughs) for for aid. Wow. Well, that's probably changed today. Um, because there's no risk factor whatsoever taken into account when, when banks, uh, qualify you for a student loan, a federally guaranteed student loan, there's no risk to the bank. So they'll give anybody anything. Um, you know, unless you did too good of a job saving, then they won't give you anything. Yeah. And if I'm the college, I can I can just charge anything I want since it's federally guaranteed loan. Right. Because nobody's actually looking at how much that loan is. They're just thinking I need a college degree for some reason. Um, Okay, so but on the other hand, infinite banking, your whole life cash value is completely private. That does not need to be disclosed and will not count against you when it comes to federal aid. So student loans. Doesn't matter like that life insurance money. That's it's off the table. So that's right. Yep. Okay. What about uh, stock market volatility? Again, back to the savings versus investing. This is not a savings plan. This is an investment plan, which means as anybody listening at the current time, which is May 2022, uh, there's a, a lot of volatility in the market. So absolutely. At the time you need those funds, what's the market going to be? Is it going to be up or down? You got to ride those waves um, with infinite banking. There's no volatility. So. Yeah, that's right. And if people don't know this, you know, generally speaking, your 529 college savings plan is going to be, you know, uh, issued by, you know, a certain firm, you know, maybe a mutual fund company, Um, you know, ours was um, and you know, mutual funds are known and you can you can Google this, you can. There's plenty of research out there on it. You know, mutual funds are not, you know, not not the best security, perhaps to, to put your money in. Right. Especially for something like this. They have they're they're riddled with fees. And again, you're 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 subject to market volatility. Right. Yeah. And, you know, there's no time limit on spending the five two nine money. But if you're paying on loans or expenses like you set aside that money to pay it at that time, maybe you don't have the money right now or your parents or whoever owning that doesn't have the money to pay those college expenses. They have other stuff going on and they reserve that money to use during college years. So maybe they have to they're forced to use it even if the market's down and you've lost money. So now you're taking money out. You'll never, re, you, you know, the sequence of returns. You don't have enough time to rebound to make your money back. Absolutely. So, yeah. You know, here's something that, that your whole life plan will offer that your college savings 529 plan won't is uh, a tax-free income tax-free death benefit. So just one of those things that obviously when we talk about infinite banking, we don't often talk about the death benefits so much, right? We talk about the living benefits, not the death benefits, but that's something that can't be overlooked. Um, you know, if the insured dies, you've got a huge death benefit, you know, multiples of what you ever paid in coming back to you. Yeah, well, absolutely. And if something were to happen, guess what? That college that planned college tuition for one, two, three, four children, if we're properly insured, the money's there. Exactly. And that's what you should be planning. If you just getting off on life insurance really quick, death benefit, you should have enough death benefit to, to put your kids through college. If something happened to you, God forbid. Um, 
to, you know, let them get by without any struggle there. Put, give them a, a step up because God knows they're going to need it because you're not going to be in their life anymore. So, okay, back on track. Um, you know, what about uh, fees? So you've got a personal story. Now, you and I both had 529 plans. I had I had one or two, maybe on my just all my oldest, but I cashed that out a while back because when I discovered this in 2010, I saw no reason to, to fund both of these. I just doubled down on a whole life policy for my son versus his 529. So I cashed it out, took the penalty, whatever. But at least I got that money out. Um, no, I, I didn't pay too much attention to the fees. So I have no idea how much I paid in fees, honestly. But you have a different story. Yeah, I do. For you know, for that eight eight year span, I looked at those statements and it said sales charge 5.75%. Ouch. And I'd look at Tammy and I'm like, can you believe this? You know, that's, you know, looking back and knowing what I know now, that's that's likely eating into any gain that I had in that year or in that five year snapshot and, you know, whatever. Right. right. So I really the only capital that I had accumulated in those accounts was there was very little growth because I paid very little penalties when I cashed mine out, which told me there was very little growth. Right. So anyway, just just super frustrating. But people be aware of of the fee structure. OK. And every article generally that I've read on 529s addresses, hey, be aware of the fee structure. So as long as you're aware of it, fine. But if you're not aware of it, just know they are they they can they can be riddled with fees. Yeah. In fact, I was on the FINRA website before we got on this episode and I'll put the link in the show notes. But they had a, a link in there in the article for uh, check out the fee calculator. So I clicked on the fee calculator. It took me to another Web page that said, the fee calculator has been retired. So I don't know why that would be, but I didn't. <laughs> These you know. aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> so I couldn't calculate the fees, but that is something to be. And in addition to the fees, how many different 529 plans can you choose from? There's like 50, right? Like every state, virtually every single state has a plan and no two plans are identical. So. And you can choose one from any state. You don't have to be living in that state. Right. You don't have to choose that state's plan. Right. So you That's need to right. do your research and identify all 50 different plans and pros and cons of all of them. And, you know, which one's going to work best for your situation, your particular child. Maybe one will work best for this child, one best for a different child. Who knows? Um, so I don't know. I, I don't think many people I would wager not many people, myself included, when I had one did almost zero research on which right. plan to choose. I just kind of went to, I, I think I went to my bank and was like, I want to do one of these, which one should I do? And I'm like, here you go. Um, and then I never looked at it again. Just kept putting in money every month. Right. Right. That's the typical American story. It's true. You know, and the fact that you're doing, if you are doing a five, two, nine plan right now, or even considering it um, good for you for having mm -hmm. the discipline and for, for planning for that future expense. Cause it's, it's going to be, uh, a pretty outrageous expense, the way things are going, you know, that begs the question, <laughs> if you're putting away a hundred bucks a month into one of these plans for your kids, how much, you know, are you going to make a dent in anything, you know, 15 years from now when they go to college? I don't know. You can, you no, can wager not, that too. Not unless you're, you know, if you're earning you know, maybe a 10 to 12% compound rate, you know, interest rate every year, which are, which you won't, um, maybe that'd be fine, but you're not going to do that. So, right. um, but yes, you're right. The discipline that you've established and you, it's better, you are doing better than nothing, right? You're doing better than nothing. And that discipline is a great carryover to just like you and I did. We had the discipline established doing these plans. And then we got educated 
about perhaps a better way to to do this. And we already had the discipline in place. All it was a matter of was where are we now saving that money? So it, it was no difference. You know, our, our monthly income, our monthly cash flow situation didn't change whatsoever. All we did was redirect where those funds were going. And That's right. I think you and I can agree. We, you know, it was the best decision we ever made for our kids, um, college financial future. If they, if they choose to go to college, I don't know, you know, whether my kids go to college or not, I, I really don't care honestly, because, uh, I think there's so much more potential to, there's so many other things you can do. And actually we'll, we'll kind of get to that towards the end. Like what are some other options? Um, if people are wondering, cause I think we're, we're just ingrained with us from the get go parents, especially cause how many parents are like, Oh, I got to get my kid in preschool or they're going to be behind in kindergarten. I'm like, are you kidding me? Who cares? They'll catch up. But we're so, you know, hammered by society to, Make sure your kids are on track for college, 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 college. College isn't for everybody. It was never designed to be for everybody and it shouldn't be. So uh, maybe question, why do they need to go to college in the first place? Yeah. I mean, college is supposed to be exclusive, right? But nowadays, you know, everyone's got a bachelor's degree. Well, now you need a master's degree. Well, everyone's got a master's degree now. Well, everyone needs a PhD. You know, it becomes no longer special if everyone's doing it. And I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but you, yeah. you know, you get the point. Um, you know, it should be exclusive. Yeah. And the, the, the wealthiest people I know, they may or may not have gone to college, but I guarantee you what they studied and majored in in college is not where they built their wealth outside of college. No question. No question. Yep. Like yep. they became business owners. That's um, right. I mean, what did college teach me? College teaches you how to learn. I think, I think college is a good experience because it kind of brings you into the world and you're off on your own and doing that thing. Not that you can't get that away from college, but you know, it, it teaches you, uh, it teaches you how to learn. Sure. Um, cause life is all about learning, learning new things. And, you know, unless you go to a college and they brainwash you into te- teaching you what to think instead of how to think. That's right. And I think that's what we're seeing not to get into that debate, but that's what we're seeing a lot more of you and I, you know, we had unique experiences cause we went to military colleges that had structure and had, you know, had a culture that was, that is unchanging. That is, you know, been around for a couple hundred years or, or yeah. in my case, a couple hundred years, but, um, yeah, anyway, so yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about the investment options. Let's just talk about this real quick in the five two nine. I bet most people like myself, what I did, I just, I signed up for it and let it ride. Never even looked at the, the options again. You can change your investment options up to two times a year, but that's it. Right. So, you know, there's not a whole lot of going back and forth and maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. It, and frankly, is that a huge difference if it's all in securities, generally speaking? Right. Is there really a huge difference whether these are focused on international type funds or these are, you know, small cap or these are, you know, a blend of, you know, moderate risk and, high, you know, it just, oh my goodness, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then what about if your child decides not to go to college? Huh. Well, what if you saved up a hundred thousand dollars in a five two nine plan, and then none of your kids go to college? What are you going to do with that money? So, if you talk to the people that that push these, right, and it's all your certified financial planners are, are are generally speaking, and again, speaking in broad terms here, are going to push this product, right, because it's more money under management. Fine, that's fine, right? Everyone needs to get earn a living, and everyone needs to get paid. I'm a capitalist. That's totally fine. I just lost my train of thought, man. You got it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, I think you got so triggered. I got just, anger. I'm low got, on blood here. Yeah. Your face is turning red. So you couldn't even think about it. But so if your kid doesn't go to college, those that 529 plan was designed to use for college, like higher education expenses. So there's no time limit on it. So you can keep it for the rest of your life. But if your kids don't go to college and you don't want to go back to school for a doctorate, then what are you going to do with that money? 
you know, and how can you access that? You're going to, are you going to have to pay taxes on the gains? Yes. Right. yes. You're going to pay penalties, right? If that's not used for the specific purpose of higher education, there's going to be a penalty, right? And there's going to be taxes, right? So you, you no longer enjoy the benefits of the original intent of that money that you put in there, right? You don't get to enjoy that anymore because the government says, hey, you were supposed to use it for this. You didn't. So sorry, we got you again. Yeah. So I don't know. In my mind, does it really, what's the incentive of, of 529? What's the draw of the 529? I'll be honest with you, Dave. Well, other than the, other than discipline. Yeah. Right. And the, the idea that it's savings. Well, how do I they, don't... how is it sold? What are the advantages that they sell? So you get to access the money if you use it for higher education without, without taxes. Yeah. That tax free right. on the gains. Tax free in the gains. But let's face it, you were already taxed on that money that you put in there anyway, right? Through yeah. income taxes, right? You pay property taxes, you pay income tax, you pay capital gains taxes on other investments that maybe you're funneling into this thing. So it's you're already paying taxes. I get it. You're not paying tax on the gain to use it for college, but it's yeah. still right. And if you, yeah. And so so you you're putting money somewhere that you're restricted on what you use it for, you're restricted on when you use it, you're restricted on how you use it, and you're penalized if you don't use it correctly or you categorize something that's not correct. Um, you know, maybe increased fees, uh, costs associated with working with your CPA to determine like they're going to look at that and be like, okay, well, I'm going to charge you extra because it's taking me more time to document all of these qualified expenses and doing the research to find out. So there's more costs involved that we don't really think about. But in essence, would you rather put your money somewhere where you have extensive rules, regulations and complications around how and when you can use that money? Uh, Or would you rather rather put it somewhere where as that capital bill is, you can use it for absolutely anything, say hard times hit right now while your kids in high school and you need that to access that money and maybe they got a scholarship so they don't even need it. Now you can utilize that cash. If it's in your whole life insurance policy, you you know, take a loan against the cash value, use it for put it to work for whatever you want. Maybe your kid wants to start a business. I mean, so now let's talk about some of the options of um, well, let's just talk about how, what are some other ways to save for college or some other ways to get to college, pay those bills without utilizing a 529. Even if you don't do infinite banking, put your life, your, your capital over there. Um, the first one that comes to mind for me and you is join the military Yep. and, and you don't have to join active duty. You can join the Air National Guard, the Army National Guard, do your one weekend a month get college paid for. Yes, you can. Yep. Yeah. There are Absolutely. ways for you to do that. Um, now, the unfortunate part is so many kids these days can't even qualify for the military physically. Um, yeah. So you better start, yeah, start getting yourself in shape, make sure you can get in there. Yeah. Um, but that's how you and I did it. We, we went through the military, uncle Sam paid our college tuition, and then we paid it back one nickel at a time over the next 15, 20 years. Yep. There's also the benefit of our current, you know, of our service, you know, the post 9-11 GI Bill, a lot of folks can, you know, they're able to pass that benefit onto their children, right? So that's another, you know, unfortunately, taxpayer funded. um, Not government funded. Let's not ever use the word government funded. It's taxpayer funded. It's taxpayer funded, right? So my kids will get to use Tammy's benefit because she has it. Half of my benefit. I used half of mine for my own master's degree. What a waste that was. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But, you know, there's the diploma. I think you can see it. 
Great. So there's there's that use. There's that kind of military aspect of things as, as well. Yeah. And the, you get let's say scholarship money. Yep. Right. You know, in the, in the college I went to is about 50 grand now, but they do. They give a ton of scholarships out. The endowment is 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 fairly large. And if you qualify, there's there's scholarship money to be had. There's local scholarships to be had. There's there's all kinds of money to find. I was talking to one of Tammy's friends a couple of years back and he was giving me all these pointers of like, hey, when the time comes, there's all these little just hidden mm-hmm. nuggets that nobody knows about that. That there's there's just money to be had out there. That's a, a great business opportunity for somebody to become an expert on that and then charge consulting fee to, yeah. to find that stuff for you. That'd be I'm sure there's people out there that can do that for you. Yep. Um, how about go to a community college and get like two years worth of credits for way cheaper? So my cheaper. my thoughts are if, if my kids want to go to college, I'm not going to pay for their college. We've got I've got the GI Bill, but I got three boys. So if they all three decide to go, they'll, they'll each get a third of whatever's remaining that I have, but I'm going to encourage them. If you want to go to college, you can start your junior and senior year in a lot of high schools getting college credits. Um, and then maybe you guys, if you want to live at home after high school, my rule is you're going to be paying me rent, you know, after the summer ends, after you graduate high school, September 1st, you, you start paying me rent. If you're in my house, rent's due boys, rent's due. And maybe you can live, maybe I'll have room for you. Maybe not. I don't know. But, uh, but then go knock out community college, two years of credits, um, and, and work while you're doing it, save up money and then graduate from the, the big university with the diploma that you can proudly hang right. on your wall if you want to. Yep. That's a great, that's a great strategy. I took a couple of community college courses during my four years of undergrad just to get ahead. Yeah. So I could take less credits while I was at that school. And, uh, and it was great. Uh, you know, back then in the early two thousands, late nineties, it was 65 bucks a credit. Well, wow. it was yeah. nothing. Uh, Right. And it, it's and I'm sure it's way less than a, a, a real a university. Right. So yeah, my master's degree was six hundred and fifty seven dollars. per. Yeah. You know, and at that age, you're 17, 18, trying to go to college and people are like, what are you going to major in? Who knows? What do you know? Right. at 17 or 18. Uh, I mean, you and I both knew we wanted to be in the military and that was about it as far as I knew. Right. Um, but um, what's wrong with taking a year off? Take a year off. Go, you know, kind of live on your own for a while. See what the world is all about. You go into college a year more mature than everybody else, a year closer to to be in 21 so you can drink legally. Um, not that we're <laughs> encouraging that. Not that we're, well, I, you can drink legally all you want. I don't care. Um, but yeah, so you, you enter, like I entered college a year older than everybody. And then I went to a prep school and then I entered freshman year, two years older than everybody. Uh, and it put me leaps and bounds ahead of everybody in, in maturity. Cause that's, those are pretty prime. Like the maturity from 17 to 19, 20 is, is pretty big. Yeah. Um, so I don't see anything. If my kids want to take a year off, great, go work, go explore, go do, do what you want and figure out what you want to do in life. I, you know, what's the rush? It'd be, it'd be a great time. Like you took a year, just go learn a a vocation. And what's wrong with that? Like, you know, we, we tend as Americans look down on somebody who has their name on their shirt, works yeah. a job that, you know, Randy on their shirt or something or Ralph, there's nothing wrong with that. And guess what? You learn that business. You've learned how to do that job as a technician. And then if you're business minded, you grow a business around it. Yep. And then absolutely. I mean, you'll, you'll become very wealthy. Most people leave those vocational schools with, you know, little to no debt and a good paying job right out the gate. Yep. The guy, quick, real quick local story, guy who did our landscaping, put in some sod for us and did some other crap. Uh, looks great. Started by himself. He's what is he? 30. He's 37. Started by himself years ago here in Northern Virginia. Has 17 employees now. Wow. Yeah. 17. I mean, that's great. Yep. That's awesome. 37 years old. So you learn it. a 
you learn a business, you learn the ins and outs, and then you start pulling yourself out of that and putting other people in to replace you and then just manage the people. So that's right. There you go. So yeah, we went a little long on this one and we could keep going, but uh, because this one is so trigger warning, you know, when Paul and I start talking about qualified plans in general, but so, I mean, in, in summary, if you're doing a 529, congratulations, you're doing something for your kids, right? You got discipline. Now it's time to maybe dive into the details of it if you haven't done that and see, is this really the best use of my capital? Is there maybe a better place that we could explore putting our capital that could have more than one use? Yep. I think you need to peel the onion back, folks, just one layer. And if you read between the lines, you can see the forest of the trees. It's it's fairly evident that although this product, if you're doing it, that's great. You're doing something, but it is it is simply not the best way. Yep. And I'll echo those sentiments. It's, it's not the best way. That's our opinion. And that's our opinion through experience, personal experience, both having done this. Um, so cool. Well, yep. Take it or leave it. Those are our thoughts on it. And if you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out through email uh, in the show notes and we'd be happy to answer any more questions or schedule time to talk. So, all right. Well, have a good day, Paul. I hope you, uh, your blood replenishes quickly and your brain fog goes away. And, uh, yeah, I, that was so crazy, man. I just like, I like was, I knew what I wanted to say. I was like, oh my gosh, what are we talking about right now? Yeah, where am I? Yeah. Well, I guess right. it does, it does affect you. I don't know. I guess so. All right. Well, hey everybody, have a good week. We'll see you next week. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. If you'd like to have a conversation with us to see how you can become your own banker, or if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to tackle on a future episode, please send us an email to David and Paul at the ibcguys.com. And subscribe and leave us a review if you're on Apple. Follow and leave us a five-star review if you're on Spotify. And please share this with your friends. We'll see you next week.